You're listening to episode 11 of the Becoming Aligned podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that through the ups and downs, we're all in this together. In this episode, I talk to my dad, Jim Ryan. This is part two of our conversation. If you missed part one, please go back and listen. In part two, we talk about what it was like to transition from his experience in the Army and in Vietnam to life, school, and work in Chicago. He shares some of his favorite stories and moments from his days working as a cameraman at CBS News. And we talk about family, fatherhood, and what he's learned as he's grown older. He also opens up and shares an experience that happened during battle while he was in the Army during the Vietnam War. It's an emotional story that takes place from the 48 to 50 minute mark. And I wanted to give fair warning in case it may be triggering to anyone listening. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Dad. Hello, Maureen. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> Good. Thanks for joining me on your second uh, showing on the Becoming Aligned podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Okay, Maureen. It's, uh, <laughs> it's my pleasure. Oh, thanks, Dad. Um, I'm just going to dive right in because the last time we were talking, um, we spent you know quite a bit of time just kind of getting to know you as a person in terms of where you grew up and how you grew up in LaSalle, Illinois, and ended up um, spending some time in Vietnam and coming back um, from Vietnam and ending up in Chicago. And it was it was really interesting to me because I enjoyed talking to you and having that conversation because there was like, I learned some new things about you. And I feel like all of the conversations I've been having with people, even though I feel like I know them really well, I'm always learning something new. So that's been, that's been really fun. Um, but I like I like to kind of pick up from, you know, you coming back home or coming back, I guess, from Vietnam and starting the program at DeVry because you saw this ad in the magazine while you're in Vietnam saying that you'd get a, there'd be a guaranteed job if you went through that program um, once you completed it. And you just you went through the program and you had I forget what how many job offers you said, like seven job offers after completing yeah, that program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true, Maureen. Yeah, but I have I have to t- compliment you, Maureen, on one thing too, though, because uh, what you which what you you said you learned something new about me. But sometimes your questions make me learn something about myself too. So <laughs> oh, that's that's, a, that's 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 a good thing, Maureen. Oh, that's it's, it's, that's it's, nice, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I did. I I, I think I had uh, seven seven job offers. You know, and uh, they were all pretty much in the Chicago area and one was in uh, one was in Champaign Illinois at uh, channel three uh, television station in Champaign and uh, I actually went down there oh because I really did I really didn't want to live in Chicago you know after I got out of school you know oh. I just I, it was just really hard to adjust to for me a big city but I went down there you know and I uh, I met and I I, I, got, I could have the job if I wanted and I said well I have one more job interviews to do and that was at WBBM radio and I met the guy at radio I remember his name Jim Burns was his name and, hmm. and he uh he really uh wanted me at that time uh, a lot of the old timers will remember this but news radio 78 was just starting up this is in 19 uh in 1969 huh. and they were going they were, the, the format was going to be all news all the time 24 hours a day oh really so yeah, so they needed a lot more people, and so that's why. And so I said, "Well, I'll, I, I, I give that a try," you know. And, and uh, I remember uh, the old CBS building was down at, at six thirty North McClure Court, and, yeah. I was, and I remember walking out of there, and I was thinking, "I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this job," you know. And uh, but it was, it, it was just, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. I, I, and so that, that's how. That's how I ended up. I worked in radio for, I think, six years, and okay. then, uh, I moved. I moved down to the first floor where the television station was was located, and I 
I ended up working there then for the next 26, 27 years, you know, in television. Yeah, you know, and I never asked you, what did you study at DeVry? What was the program that you went through to be able to have the skills to do this this work? Well, that's the, that's the craziest thing, Maureen, because see, <laughs> I studied, I, I, I never studied broadcasting engineering, you know, I never studied, uh, oh. you know, uh, an audio board, or I, I studied uh, what they were, you know, resistors and transistors and you know how how things operate electronically it was just uh so new to me you know and i, I tell you the truth i had such a terrible time trying trying to you know because i you know trying to figure out what this was all about you know turning on i turning on a mic switch playing commercials i i had i had no idea and, and, it, and it was a big station it was a fifty thousand watt station which was which is huge, you know, huh. and it was a you know, powerful station. And so, yeah, it was, and I, I just, I was just, I was just uh, really deep because I, I, there was a couple of guys I worked with that really, uh, really kind of took me under the wing and, and, and helped me huh. learn how to do it, how, how to do it, you know? And uh, so that way it was, it, it, and then, the, yeah, so it was, uh, that's how I ended up there. But I didn't, it was nothing that I studied at school. Okay. I was wondering you know. if they, like, prepared you to, to you know, have the skills to, I know you were eventually a cameraman, but even, like, working in the studio there for a while. and But you basically, you mm-hmm. had to just learn on the job, and you were lucky enough to have people who kind of took you under their yeah. wing and kind of showed you the ropes in a yeah. sense. I, my, big, my biggest problem was more in just having confidence mm-hmm. in myself, you know, because, you know, because I was I was working with all these uh, these were radio superstars. You know, John mm. Harrington and you know, and some you know, none of these people would be remembered today. But they, these but were, these would, guys. Yeah. Were, I I remember when I was a young child. You know, my father would be listening to some of these guys. Oh, you really? Know. Ah. Yeah, and, and I and I I and like this John Harrington. He was a big star. And Art Mercier, he was a, he was an outdoor guy. He would talk about fishing and hunting. And I you know I go record stuff with him and. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was so it was so new to me, you know, and I really hadn't a clue what I was doing, but I I was able to pick it up, and I uh, I, I became yeah. And yeah. then what and then, and then what happened, Maureen? I was uh, I I was uh, I used to do um, I used to do what they call what they call them remotes. You, you'd, okay. You'd, uh, you'd have to go out to the city hall and do uh, the reporters. And radio, and radio, we're not allowed to touch electronic equipment. It, it was all we were all union. I was going to say, so was we, it we union rules? The, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 belong to an IBEW. Uh, yep. IBEW group uh, twelve twenty. So we would, you know, we would all uh, have to go out with the reporters and and do these stories with them. We we do the recording, and at that time, you know, there was no way that you could play back tape from the field. Like, say, if you were out at City Hall. Mm-hmm. To get the audio back from City Hall, you'd almost have to some, you'd have to drive it back. And, oh, uh, back to the, to the station. station. Okay, yeah. But but they they, they figured out this way. This is <laughs> they figured that you take the phone apart. Oh my and You goodness. put two clips on. You take two two clips on the on the speaker on the on the speakerphone, and then you plug it into your recorder and you feed it back. You could feed it back live that oh, way. Oh wow! So that's... So that's where we used to. That's where we feed back stuff from City Hall or wherever wow. we were. We 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 go out in the stories and we do these. Uh, we do these stories and and they want to get the the audio back so they could hear what this person said and yeah. what Mayor Daly would say. Something you know, whoever it was at the time. You yeah. Know, that's how that that's how you do it. And wow. so we'd have to go out with these reporters. So yeah, that that was that was kind of interesting. And then I just to tell you one kind of a crazy story. Morning, yeah. There was a. Well, I was. Uh, I, I worked. Uh, they they sent me down to Mayor Daly's funeral. Okay, the uh, and, the, uh, down, the first one. The this is yeah, like, well, yeah, Richard, Richard. Yeah, the other one's still alive. Yeah, so, that's right. That's right. But, <laughs> his father. His I, father. I yeah, I just wanted to be father, clear. <laughs> his, his father's funeral, and, and I remember I went down there uh, with with, uh, with with a guy by the name of John Madigan and, and uh, Bob Crawford, mm-hmm. and. Uh, these are these were two political guys at BBM Radio, and uh, so we wasn't allowed to we wasn't allowed in the church. So I looked up and I saw a speaker outside. They were they were having speakers, so people who couldn't get in the church could hear what was yeah. being said at mass. Yeah. 
And, and so I, I looked up and I saw a window by a speaker and I said, if I get in this apartment, I'm going to, I could put it, I could put a microphone there and record the whole thing. Oh yeah. And so, so I, I, I saw the guy's name. I never, I always remember his name. His name was Sean O'Hora. <laughs> and I, I, I had a brother-in-law by that name, Sean yep. O'Hora. And so I, uh, I, I rang Sean's bell and he says, come in. I said, I'm Jim Ryan. He said, Oh, come on in. Do you want a <laughs> cup of coffee or anything? And I said, well, Sean, here's what I like to do. And I explained to him, I said, Sean, I'd like to put a microphone out by the speaker, but I'm going to have to tie up your phone if you let me, because oh we want to, we want to broadcast, we want to broadcast this back live on the air. Uh, WBBM, <laughs> WBBM radio. He says, whatever you want, go oh ahead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I'm sitting wow. in Sean, Sean O'Hara's. I'm sitting in Sean O'Hara's apartment, and <laughs> who you just and, met? And, and, who you just met? You never met I, this man before, it, right? Yeah. It, it, but he was. He was. If the man's still alive, if he ever hears this, he'd, he'd be surprised when we talk. Because he would be about my age anyway. Morning, I dropped two microphones down on the street to Bob Crawford and and uh, John Madigan. Wow. And so then I I ran the microphones up into the apartment, and I had what they call a mixer, and I and, and I I. I we were live for an hour and a half at the funeral, you know, yeah. and it was, it was amazing. We were the only station in town to carry wow. the funeral live. They had to be so you happy yeah. that you did that. Oh my goodness. Well, well, yeah, I, I just, you know, it, it's kind of, that's the kind of stuff I, I, I enjoyed, you know, so we, yeah. that was nice. So, well, I yeah, was going to, so I was going to ask you dad, like, cause you mentioned like when you first started off out, like not having, you know, the confidence and, and that, and like just even doing what you just did there, like obviously you built that confidence and you able to use like this ingenuity to kind of figure out how to do these different things that maybe hadn't been done before. But like, how did you develop that? How did you develop your confidence in this career when you, that when you started out, you knew nothing about, like, how did you kind of make your way through that? Yeah, I, I, um, I you know, I, I think Maureen, I, um, uh... I was always, I was always, I was always good. Like if there was something, I, this sounds crazy, but I, you know, I, I probably was never the greatest cameraman in the world or, or that, but I could always sense when things were happening and going wrong. Mm-hmm. I had that, I had a kind of, I had a kind of a sense about things like that. And mm-hmm. I, and I really, I, I always felt real comfortable when things got hard yeah you know uh, as far as far as and so I, I don't know why that is but I just I, I think I, I think part of it probably was I you know I don't want to talk about the army but I think part yeah. of it was that I, I I actually was able to 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 maneuver and get through things that were pretty tough at times so I, I and I think that helped me too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I, I I always I I always said I always figured figured if I, I could do that. Yeah, there was things that, but I had. I, I think too, Maureen. I think I was. I was gifted with the, with this. Uh, I could see things and feel things that sometimes other people wouldn't see or feel. Mm. Uh, like certain 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 stories and like getting things where I I, I wouldn't go. I, I I never followed the crowd. I guess that's uh, what yep. I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. Like, like the crowd would always be standing in the street waiting for somebody to come out and feed them to talk to them yeah and i go looking for i go looking for where people what they're kind of hanging back but you knew when you looked in their eyes that they knew uh, they knew a lot more than you know and so yeah interesting you know like i i i, I you know uh, yeah so i, I don't want to but I, I remember one time when i was i was i was covering michael jordan's mm-hmm. dad's murder yeah down in down down in uh the carolinas and yeah I, I was I, I we were through got everything through and I, I kind of finished up and, and so I said I'm going to jump in the river went for a swim mm-hmm. you know and uh, everybody thought I was crazy but you know I, I you know so I just I just went for a swim and I was swimming around and all the the locals were there you know mm-hmm. and this this one woman comes up to me and she says you know I found the body oh my god know, and uh, and she's and she's telling me these these incredible stories you know and. Uh, and I was I was with this guy uh, Jim Abla. He's yep. still around, I guess. But yeah. and uh, so I told him, and you know, we we got this exclusive story about about all, everything that happened on there. But it was just I think it's just the fact that I, I never followed the crowd. I never went with everybody else wanted to go. You know, because you, you're going to get what everybody else gets. But if yeah. you kind of, you know, that, I I think I don't know if that answers your question or not. But I think that's 
you know, I, 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 I yeah, I, I was always comfortable in upper situations more. And I think that's the way to, that's the best way I can put it is I, I was comfortable. I felt, I felt that real at home and I didn't panic or I didn't, the, the crazier things got, the more chaotic they things were around you, the more like settled in and like um, yeah. laser vision yeah. you could have in a sense, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know why that is. I think in, 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 in that business too, Maureen, I think it really, it really helped me because there were some really crazy times that, in, mm-hmm. in television, you know, when people just go nuts because maybe they wouldn't think they're going to get on the air. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I could tell you, I could tell you a thousand stories of stuff like that, you know. But, well, and I'm even thinking that Michael Jordan story you just shared, like the part of the story that you didn't share was one of my, one of my, I don't know, I had to say favorites because you were covering the loss of someone's father, but, um, because the woman of one of the sons accused um, shot at you guys. And it was on air. I remember watching the TV, uh, like, at home. And mom was in the kitchen, you know, um, putting away dishes. And I knew you were with the reporter you were with, Jim Avalos. Is it Jim Avalos or Jim Avalos? I'm not yeah, sure. Jim Avala, yeah, and Jim Avalos, yeah. I'm watching the news, and I saw you, like, diving into the, into the, the, um, the truck. And so, yeah, I mean, you had, an, like – you experienced a lot in in that career and and like all sorts of different ways. Um, did did was yeah. this was this a career like did you did you enjoy did you enjoy doing this like? Um, oh, I, I did more. Yeah, I really yeah. Did. yeah. But that, you know, but that that particular story that that but that particular time Maureen, with Michael Jordan, I remember I went up to get a, a picture of the house where the uh, the accused where the guy that one one of the one of the guys that killed his father yeah. lived. Yeah. Yeah. And his and his mother came out, and I saw her with the gun. Yeah. And so and she, and I saw her pointing at me, and I said, I said to myself, I said, I know she's going to shoot. Oh my goodness. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn my back and run because I want to. So I kept recording this. Yeah. And that's how you. So as I walked back, and I walked back quick. I was trying to walk back quick, <laughs> yeah. but I said to myself, I said to myself. If she shoots me, I'm going to record it. And gonna... They'll see who shot. Oh they'll see who shot me. So you were consciously so, thinking uh, this the whole time. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, 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 I never forget. I always remember that I said, if she pulls the trigger, I'm going to have this on camera. Jesus. And she, they're going to know. They're going to know who shot it. Yeah. Who, who shot at me? And and the funny part, not the funny part, the crazy part of it is, Maureen, I wasn't the first person to get shot at by this oh lady. Oh my goodness. Other uh, other cameramen <gasps> got shot at. Really? But they never. Re- yeah, but they never recorded it. Oh, I and didn't so know they that. Didn't tell any, they didn't tell anybody this, you see. So oh gosh, what they did spread so the word I, on that one. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a clue that this lady was shooting at people. Oh, you know? my God. So I go up to, anyway, so that's how, yeah. So that's how that, and then that's how that's how you happen to see the woman shooting. Because yeah. Because I said to myself, I said, I said, I'm not going to turn this camera off. If she does shoot, I'm going to, I'm going to capture the moment anyway. Wow. And not get, and not get shot in the back. Yeah. So that. So that's how that that's how that happened, Maureen. Well, I can't help but think that you know your your experience in like you know Vietnam and things, and uh, I don't know. I just can't help but think that maybe some of those experiences kind of prepared you. Not that being a cameraman is like being in Vietnam, but being in chaotic situations and keeping your cool and your calm in those in those settings. I feel like that had to mm-hmm. be um, an asset in some ways. But was it was it hard mm-hmm. to was it hard to transition? I mean, I know you're a few years in, you know, I guess DeVry didn't take that long, but was it, was it a tough transition from coming out of the army and, or coming out of Vietnam and, and even just moving like from a small town, like when you shared at the beginning that you weren't that interested in moving to Chicago, like, I'm not surprised to hear that, you know, cause it, 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 it but I never actually, I don't think I've ever actually heard you say that, but like, were those, those had to be some major transitions in your life at that point in time. Oh yeah, it was it was it was it was really uh, yeah. I I, re- I remember more uh, when I when I first came to Chicago. I said, "How will I ever stick it here for whatever it was? Yeah, uh, year and a half a year and a half to be right because it was just I didn't know a soul. I didn't yeah. know anybody, you know. And uh, and and for me at that time, it was really hard to get to know people because mm-hmm. you know I work I, I worked at the Board of Trade. Yeah, I'd start work at the board of trade in the morning, and then I'd work there till one o'clock in the afternoon, and then from I go to school. I think I go to school from like I don't know, it was like two to nine or two to eight in, in the evening. And, yeah, and so I was, but 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 my, my week was just completely full up. So working, I would, yeah. I because I, I I got a 
and it's, it's probably going to sound ancient too, but I, the army paid a hundred, the, the tuition I had to buy at that time was $130 a month. And that's wow. exactly what I got from, from my, um, GI bill. Okay. And, and now, and now I think they give you, they give you room and board too, with the GI bill pays okay. for your, your room and board and, and this and that. So, but it, it, in those days they only paid for, uh, what the school cost you. But oh yeah, it was it was it was pure torture morning uh, mm. Chicago for me. But then, then you know, little by little, I, I you know, I, I had I, I moved in with a with a group of I'd say four or five guys that went to DeBry. Okay. And uh, and uh, I didn't know any of them, you know. Ah. And uh, so and so we I, I lived there and yeah, we were all out of towners. Okay. So we didn't, you know, we didn't we I didn't know one person here in Chicago. And, and, you know, in those days, Maureen, it's funny, funny though, that it isn't like it is now, I don't think, or maybe it is, but I Hmm. didn't know it, but there, there's no, there was no like coffee shops or places where to hang out. They were really tight. They were really tight neighborhoods, you know, where you grew up on that, you grew up on that block or you grew up in this parish or you grew up in this, that you, you just didn't, he just didn't move in and became friends with with the guy next door. You yeah. know, they had their friends. And they, were, they were they were, yeah, it was a tight knit group, and it wasn't easy to break into. So mm. that wasn't that that was that was difficult. But yeah, and then and then you know I, uh, I, I you know if the, the hard part too was you know just adjusting to, you know, coming back out of the army, you know, getting yeah. out of the army, and, yeah, and 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 uh, I. I I, I know I told you the story, but I, I used to work at the Board of Trade, and, mm-hmm. and and these guys would pop these paper cups, and they <sighs> this makes me and, so mad. And, and 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 they would watch me dive on the ground, you know. And, yeah, because it would just make this big boom, and you were just like make this big, you were yeah, you were in that mode just, where if you heard a big noise like that, you were trying to look, oh, yeah. you know, life life survival skills and that, yeah. And, and they just to think I was just so crazy because I'd be diving on the ground and, oh. and, 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 and I, and I think, boy, these people are really, really cruel, you know, yeah, doing that. And yeah. I, 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 I needed a job. So I never, I never got mad or never retaliated. You know, I just kept, I just kept doing my job. You so, just but, get back up again and just keep, oh man. That, that, and, mm. and this, 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 and, and, and yeah, so. But that, and that, that was that was part why it was, Chicago was really you know so the, the people wasn't too at that time you know if they found out which I don't not many people did find out that I was a I was a veteran they you know, they would kind of some would be welcoming and some wouldn't be so welcoming you Got know? It. so that that was and so that's when I think a lot of us we just kind of we didn't talk about it anymore we okay. kind of just held it in but yeah but yeah so I, I, I but I I think that the I think the job though, when I start working at at uh, at BBM Radio, mm-hmm. that's when I kind of I kind of got more comfortable in my environment. Okay, I, you know, and I I got to know the city better, and then I'd be going out in the street more, and I'd be, uh, you know, it was, and I meet a lot of the people I was working with. I I got on I got on really well with, you know, but most of them were older. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was probably the the youngest guy at BBM Radio. You okay. know, then they, they then they were. They were hiring. They were hiring. I was, I think, twenty-two when I got hired. There. Okay. And and these old timers were just deadly against me. You know, they thinking I'd be this young. I remember they they just didn't like bringing in young people. And oh. I remember they hired. I remember they hired a woman. Okay. And uh, oh. and, and she was it was uh, she was an African American woman and yeah. uh, absolutely a lovely lady. You know, Naomi Walker. She's poor thing. She's gone now, but she. Uh, this this guy I got hired with, he wanted to quit because he said they're lowering their standards by oh, hiring women. Oh my goodness! Oh. And and so uh, he quit actually. Did he really? And, uh, wow. He resigned. He, he resigned his job, and, mm-hmm. and I, I went on to become great friends with Naomi. But uh, uh, yeah, it, but it, it it was kind of a it was kind of an old boys club. Yeah. You know, in sounds, those days more. Yeah. And and uh, and I mean, I they go they you talk about sexism. Now you know, oh, and, yeah. you hear about it so much, but sure, it was it was so prevalent then. It, it, uh, oh, at the was, stations, was, yeah. There was no, there was no, but there was no women technicians at that time, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember when they hired the first woman cameraman, camerawoman, you know, and mm-hmm. 
it, it was it was tough. You know, it was a tough tough time for uh, women in those days. You know, yeah. and uh, now there now there's so many of them, and they're that's great. They're they're they're, they're so good, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. But the times have changed a lot because I remember you'd have stories of people. You know, and you know, at lunch, going out or having drinks, and you know that type of thing, which was something that people w- w- would do back in the day. But um, things have changed. Oh yeah, it was a it was a wild place more than time <laughs> on the channel. You know, the TV and radio they were they, they were partiers, and they were. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's that way anymore. I don't think I don't think yeah, you could. Well, I know you couldn't do it. Now, right, like it would, we would do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's you know, interesting. But, uh, like, like I, I, I remember when, when, uh, when we went to Somalia, they gave oh, me, yeah. uh, they gave me, uh, they gave us, I don't know how much, how many thousands of dollars, just for bribe money, you know. Oh, really? Uh, to, yeah, to to pay for uh, our security. And, yeah. So and, when you're going uh, through these, oh my gosh. You know, and you know, and uh, I went, I went over there with Lester Holt. Yeah, and when he was back, he was at so, CBS at that time in Chicago, and yeah, yeah. You, so Lester, Lester went over there, and I think, I think we had, I don't know how many thousands of dollars in cash, you see. Yeah, gosh. And, uh, and, and you were, you were talking about my my Vietnam experience. Yeah. But, uh, I remember I uh, we we hired these three bodyguards in this in this particular night. Uh, there was we, we there was this abandoned house. I think it was the first night in, some, in Mogadishu, and so so we, we were told that this is the house we could stay in. And so we had these three bodyguards there and uh, young kids, you know. Yeah. And this kid had he had an M16. My goodness. Mm-hmm. And he could and, and, and they all had M16. Right, his right. M16, his M16 didn't work, mm. and he he was having trouble with it. And I I, I said I, I took it apart for him. I said let me take it apart and I'll show you how to how to uh, clean it and fix it. You know. Yeah. So I, I took it apart for him. I put it back together, and it worked. You know, and, oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and he was he was he was just shocked by that. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and well, and uh, go ahead, Maureen. No, I was just it. thinking. I, I, I've heard a few of your stories uh, about and well, you were in Somalia because um, it, it turned out your your you know your like background and, and like Irish background actually served you really well while you were over there as well, which was kind of a surprise, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because see, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, the first woman president of Ireland, Mary Robinson, she uh, she gave this passionate speech in in the in the United Nations about how we need to go over and help these people that are starving in Somalia, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and so the, the world heard her, you know, and and and, and Bill Clinton heard her too, you know, yeah. and, and so they 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 actually uh, wanted to they they actually went sent troops over there. So that the food could be distributed properly, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't to, to take over any uh, you know nation building. Uh, it was just to, to help the food to get distributed Actually properly get where, to yeah. the people. Yeah, get where it was needed. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, uh, oh yeah, you're, I think you're talking about this story more and more. I met this. Uh, we went over. Uh, Lester, myself, went over with the French Foreign Legion we, we, because there was no there, there was no Americans in Somalia at that time. Okay. We went over. They were on their way, but they wasn't there yet, you know. So we we flew in actually with the French Foreign Legion, and I saw this guy with 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 the, with the Irish ring. It's called the Clatter Ring, and I, yeah. I was started talking. I started talking to him. I said, "Are you an Irishman?" He said, "No, no, I'm a Frenchman." He said, and he and he started talking. He said, "Oh, you got to meet these three Irish women. They are the most amazing people you've ever met in your life. They're they're actually work from a group called Concern." Okay. And he said, "What they're do- what they're doing is," he says. They ran out of food. They ran out of the medicine. But they're just holding these children to give them comfort while they die, and they, mm-hmm. they're they're singing them lullabies. And they're and and so mm-hmm. I I said to Lester, I said we got to meet these people someday, you know. So anyway, yeah. it went on a couple of days later, and then Lester said we're going to go out to this one one village. I said well, that's where those three women are. Maybe we can look them up. So anyway, I went to the village chief and I says, do you have a uh, three Irish women here? And he put his arms around me and he gave me this hug, <laughs> and he said. He says they're down in the in the in the cinema, mm. and so we went down we went down to the cinema and we met these three three young ladies, you know, and they were just amazing, you know. Mm. They, and we we interviewed all three of them, and uh, you know, you, you talk about courage, boy. I tell you, yeah. you never seen courage like like those three. Yeah. After we got through, it was just there were it was just there were just uh, you know certain people that 
you meet, you'll never forget, you know, mm-hmm. and those, those three, uh, I, you know, you'll, I'll never forget them, you know, for, and uh, just not to be rambling on more, but no, was, no. One, one other time I was, when I was uh, that same day, actually, we, we, uh, they said, we're going to take you to the hospital. There was a hospital Well, there was no hospital. It was just a, some place that was mud floor and it was just, it was just a terrible, terrible place, but they were there helping people. So, you know, that that's all you can do. You know? Yeah. But this, this particular day they were, they were taking, they were amputating this guy's leg, you know, and uh, it was just awful. The screams, you know, and they had, they had no, he had no, they had no, no anesthesia to put mm. him off, put him out. Mm-mm. So they were doing it. And so, I said, I said, I got to get a pressure press, get out and get some air. So yeah. I walked outside and I see, I see this old American woman about my age, you know. Yeah. And I go up to her and I said, What in the world are you doing in this place? Yeah. And she said, I got to, What are you doing here? <laughs> so we started talk, and so her and I started talking, you know. And she says, You know, I'm I'm sixty what some years old. She says, My kids are all raised. My husband's mm. dead. Mm. She said, I, I said, I said, I want to do some good. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. And uh, there's some great people out there that if you take the time to meet them, you know, I just yeah. to see them. You know, you know, these are people that I, you know, I'll never forget. And they're just ordinary people. Right. But uh, doing, doing, doing extraordinary things. Yes. You know? That's the thing. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like all these, like we all have these stories. I mean, that's part of it with this podcast. It's just even like just talking. I even hate to say ordinary or average because it's just like, but, you know, sort of seemingly regular people doing extraordinary things or having these extraordinary experiences. But you don't always know about it until you, like, mm-hmm. sit there and talk to them or have these conversations. And and mm-hmm. and having a job like you had, like, you did get to see a lot, a lot of people. And, I, I mean, there's so many other parts of your life I want to talk about. But was did you have a favorite – was there a favorite story or a favorite part for you of being a cameraman? Well, you know that, that that was it, Maureen. I think that part, you know, that part was it. And uh, the Somalia uh, part, the some, well, well, but there was there was a lot of a lot of other little ones, Maureen. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, people 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 ask me this question all the time. I know it's probably hard to choose, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it's it, it's not really because there's certain ones that really mm. stick out. You know, there's a like that that, that those three women and yeah. that that one, one that one woman from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. i mean those, those 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 people were just amazing you know yeah. and then there was uh, one other time i i shouldn't tell this one more cuz this was a kind of a crazy story but they were doing they were they were turning gas on in the city of chicago i, I know the, the story people though, yeah. who, the, the, the people who couldn't pay their gas bills they yeah. were giving them a discount say if you can come in with so, such and such amount of money you know that uh, they would get your gas turned on. So this old woman, they, they, uh, I've looked at this report, I won't say his name because I think he's still working, but yeah. he said, go in and get get some video of this woman in here and let's get out of here. I want to get out of here. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so, so so I went in there and I, I got some video and they were asking her all kinds of questions. They says, lady, you need you need $450 to Ooh. get your gas turned on. Oh. And how much you got? And mm. she, she had like, you know, 30 or $40. Yeah. And she said, we can't, we can't help you. So I walk out of the door and there was a guy from one of these uh, community organizers. And he said to me, he said, how did it go? I says, she, she can't get the gas on. She, it's, it's uh, she doesn't have enough money. Yeah. He says, he says to me, he says, turn your camera on. <laughs> and, fo- and, and he says, follow me. Yeah. He, he, he says, follow me. And so I turned the camera on and I follow him. And so he goes into this room, all these poor people are trying to get the gas turned on yeah and he says mrs so-and-so has been without gas for four years Mm-mm-mm. can anybody here help if you got a dollar two dollars or five dollars whatever you have can anybody help yeah and i'm recording all this yeah i'm recording all this and so he says follow me now and so we walk through this crowd and out of the pockets of these people mm. come a five or a ten or whatever boy Oh goodness! Oh, and they and they're just trying to get their own gas back on. These are people it, who've had their own gas shut off, right? Exactly. Yeah. They're just trying to get their and so, and that's one I never, never will forget. But yeah. To see these the the poorest of the poor. Yeah. Pulling out, pulling out a a dollar or two dollars or a five. Yeah. You know, to get this poor poor lady's uh, gas on. Yeah. Anyway, she got her, she she got her gas on. That's great. You Aww. know. Yeah. yeah, but uh, that, yeah, those are that, those are kind of stories I, I really I, I remember more. And yeah, there's some yeah. 
Because I know there's some harder ones out there and like ones that are not so pleasant, but it's nice to have those 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 good memories and um, have those kind of things stay with you because we need, I don't know, we need those types of stories. And, <laughs> you know, those are the kind of things that kind of sustain us and keep us going. And um, uh-huh. yeah, I, I love that story, Dad. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned you mentioned mom when you were talking about um, I feel like you mentioned mom anyway. Maybe you mentioned the Irish and it made me think of mom uh, when you're when you're going to Somalia. And I do remember mom was not very happy about you going to Somalia, but I want to even take it back (laughs) further than that because she was worried, I think, because it was not a safe place to be. But um, I want to take it back to how you met mom because you're here, you're in like you're uh, you're new to Chicago, you're working or going to school, you know, you're becoming Mm -hmm. a cameraman. How many years were you here? And and she's from Ireland originally. and came over when she was about 18 years old. But how did how did you two meet? I met a guy by the name of Oliver Mohan. You mm-hmm. know, he was uh, he was uh, we became roommates, and he was from Ireland. So yep. I start I started going to, and that, that, that's kind of what really helped me in Chicago because I started going to the Irish dances, and, ah. and I, I you know and, and, and I start uh, I started hanging out with him a bit, you know, and so I got to meet more people, and so I I, I I met mom, you know, at, uh, just, just through the Irish community, you know, and, okay. and I, 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 I knew her for a few years, you know, and so, but then we did, we started going out maybe about five or six years after I, after I, after I met her the first time. Okay. Okay. But, the, but that's how, uh, yeah, that's how we started going out. And, uh, you know, I, I, I remember, uh, when I first met her, I, I, uh, I, I liked her, you know, and all, but then, you know, when you're working and this and that, and you're, you know, I, I didn't, uh, we didn't date for a long time, but I would, we, we meet out, we'd hang out together at times, you know, in different okay. places. And, and, uh, I knew, I knew a lot of her friends. And then I guess a few years later, I finally got the courage to ask her out. And, oh. and then, that, then the rest, the rest is history morning. Oh, you know? no. Now what drew, what drew you to mom or what made you interested in her? She was a free spirit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you, <laughs> but she was more. She She's had, so free she had a lot of, still, she, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she, she was, and that's why, you know, and yeah, she was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and, uh, and uh, yeah, she was a free spirit, and uh, she didn't put judgment on me either, you know, mm-hmm. I think that was another thing, you know, she didn't, uh, you know, uh, she yeah, uh, and I think I told her. I think I I remember I pretty much at, at the start I told her I was I was a Vietnam veteran and, and and it didn't seem to it didn't seem to matter to her you know yeah. and I remember that and uh, and that really made a big impression on me too you know because she didn't have any uh, any animosity towards that you know and uh, and I, I I can still remember her saying she says you know I. I in Ireland, we used to see a lot about what would happen over in Vietnam. She said, "We know we know as much about what's going on in oh, Vietnam yeah. as, as as the people here." Yeah. And I, I was I was kind of impressed with that because she uh, she uh, she didn't she didn't have any hard feelings towards me mm-hmm. about that, you know. And so I, that that was that was helpful too, of course. Because yeah. there were there were other there were other uh, people that I I went out with that didn't feel the same way. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you've you've only you've shared a little bit about that, but just like people would find out and have a, a strong reaction towards you once they once they discovered yeah. you were a Vietnam yeah. veteran. Yeah. But but I, I, I would have to say the morning that it was uh it was mom's free spirit. She had yeah. this uh she had this uh and and, and she she still does. Yeah, she does. She's you know, she's her own person, that's for sure. She's Yeah, yeah, she's her own person. She has her own ideas. And, yeah. And yeah. I, 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 I I like that in people. You've also mentioned to me too, Dad, that you kind of felt a sense of belonging um amongst the Irish people that had come here from that, that had come here from, from Ireland because you felt like you kinda of found a sense of belonging with them. I feel like I remember you saying that at some point. Is that true? No. Oh <laughs> okay. All right. What, well, I think what you were referring to, Maureen, is when I went back to Ireland, and, and, and it's funny you say this because it's uh, it's going to be the hundredth anniversary of the church where Mom uh, grew up in in, in yeah. Ireland this, this summer. This summer, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's going to be the, it's it, it's Cana Church, and it's going to be the hundredth uh, 
anniversary of the time it was built. And uh, those people that I met back there where mom is from were mm-hmm. in her village, especially the village where she's from, Tubridge, is uh, those are the people that I will never forget. Mm-hmm. Those people, I, I, have, I have such a connection with those people. And, uh, and I, I just the, the story when I, the, the first day I went to Canaan Church, uh, we went back to Ireland after we got married. It was about six months after we got married. We took, we took your Aunt Mary back to Ireland, who hadn't been back in years. And uh, we went to Mass this particular Sunday. And I walked out of church, and I looked outside, and there must have been, I don't know, at least 60 people standing outside to shake my hand mm. and to shake your mother's hand mm. and to say, welcome, and Aww. to welcome me. Yeah. And, and those people, Maureen, I'll never forget them. Yeah. They were just, and, and over the years, I got to know all, you know, and then most of them, now I was just telling mom the other day, I said, most of those people are all, are all gone to the cemetery now, Kilmore yeah. Cemetery, and which will be there. We'll be there this summer, and we're gonna we're gonna go. To, they're gonna have a mass in the cemetery, so nice. I will be there. I will be there for that. But they are they were just so kind and so nice to me that I never forgot them. And uh, mm. yeah, th- those are the people, Maureen. And, and I think that's what I, that's what I love about it, Maureen. Yeah. That's why, you know, I love going back. Yeah, yeah, and the the personalities and all the characters and all the good stories uh-huh. and the hospitality that you get when you're over there too is um, yeah, something yeah. I really and, appreciate. And I, and, and, I, and I will say this too, Maureen. Like you were asking me about mom, and I think with mom, you know, I think that's another thing. I mean, she was there was nothing that when when you go you know, like I go pick her up for a date. My God, she'd be she'd be making sandwiches for you, and I mm. I, I just didn't know what I, I didn't know what was going on, you know. <laughs> She'd be I, I serving food, I, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I wasn't used to being treated like this, you know, me living on my own, you know, and yeah. I to eat half the time, you know, and it was great. She, yeah, she's yeah. definitely someone who loves to host. I mean, her whole family is like that, the, all the sisters, like, hosting and making sure everyone is well-fed uh-huh. and taken care of. They, they like, kind of uh-huh. take it out to the next level, but, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, Dad, yeah. I hate—I almost hate to switch it from the from Ireland, but I was just thinking about you, even. And uh, what was it? What was it like for you to be a dad? What was that? That—that's another transition in your life. What were some? What were some of your favorite parts, and what some of your most challenging parts about about fatherhood? Yeah, I you know I, I don't think I think anybody that that has children, I think there's nothing that can prepare you for fatherhood. I think yeah. that's 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 one thing I think that. Uh, but I, I will say this point. I, I, even even now that I have I have grandkids, I, I really enjoy the innocence of, of children. You know, yeah. and I I uh, I, uh, I it, it it was a real it was it was one of the greatest it was the greatest gift for me. You know, mm. the, with the, having having you kids, having you guys. You know, and and just. Uh, the laughter and the smiles and yeah, and we'd be dancing in the kitchen. Those are the kind of things that I will never forget, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, you know, there, there's happiness, but then there's joy, you know? And I think it was at times it was just pure joy oh. and, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, it was, there was hard times too, yeah. of course, where, you know, right. yeah. juggling but, everything. Uh, and... yeah, you know, like you, you, when, when you guys get older, you, I, I would, constantly I, I was a warrior yeah know, and I yeah was, I, and, and i and i think part of that after you know i think part of that is what i went through in vietnam i and that uh, is why I, I was such a warrior because i always thought that the worst was always going to happen to people you know yeah and, yeah and and because i saw i saw some you saw things. those things even working at cbs I, you saw some terrible things too so yeah 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 and i i, I remember one time, it's a crazy story, but I was I was up in the golf mill with you and mom, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys didn't come back. Mm. And I said, my, my my mind saying, "Oh my God, what happened to him now?" There, mm-hmm. and I rem- and I remember the day before, I covered two bodies being pulled out of a trunk. Yeah, there up yeah. in that up in that neck, of, and I'm thinking of this now, you know. Yeah, and, was, uh, and so the, you know, like you said, that and I think that that. The job of mine, you know, it it made you see the worst of everything too, you know. Yeah, and so, yeah. Not that not, not that I think I became jaded, Maureen, but I, uh, but um, I, uh, 
and I, I, I didn't try. I never, no, actually, I never was jaded because mm-mm, mm-mm. I always, I, I always became like I remember when, when uh, many, many, many times, I'd, I'd be waiting for the body to come out of mm-hmm. the house or out of wherever, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember the guys I'd be with, a lot of guys be laughing and talking and eating mm-hmm. sandwiches and. And I'd be I'd be thinking that this poor this poor person had a mother and a father and yeah, yeah. I'd be saying I'd I'd be saying a prayer for him you know mm-hmm. and I'd be so I, I'd be so you know I, I'd feel so bad for for this that someone lost a loved one no matter how they were whatever they were yeah. whatever they were doing right you know? it's still you know? it's a life yeah it, it, it's still it's still a lost life but so but I never I never became like that you know and yeah. I always I, I always had uh, respect for that for the people who were dead or, you know, to answer your question more. Yeah, it was a challenge, but it was, uh, it was, uh, very rewarding too, though, to see you guys turn out the way you did. And I, hopefully that, you know, that you're happy. And I think I, yeah. I had a great time. I had a great time doing it morning. I had a great time and mom was a great mother. And, yeah. you know, I, I, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, I often think that cause I, I, uh, I, I remember I went out to uh, my friend who was killed in Vietnam. I went out to his grave, and yeah, and that's one of the, that, that's one of the things I, I I really felt so bad about that he was never able to, mm. you know, you know, to have a family. Yeah. Well, you were a great dad, and mom was a great mom. I had lots of really wonderful memories of growing up. No, yeah, it was a privilege, more actually, it was a privilege to. To be able to have a family, I think, and it's, uh, you know, it was a privilege to be able to do it and raise three, three fine kids. I'd love to hear you sh- share that story. Uh, you just mentioned the man whose grave you went to visit. Um, and can you, would you mind sharing that story? Would that be okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can, I can tell you more. It was, uh, yeah, his, his name was Kevin Gorman. And, uh, and he was from the, he was from the, Northwest side of Chicago, and he uh, he was uh, we were I was with him in uh, in Fort Riley, Kansas, and we used to go to we used to go to mass. He always he always tell me let's go to mass on Sunday, let's go to mass. So, uh. You know, so so we I always go to mass with him, and and then I remember I went to mass with him Christmas Day in Vietnam, and so we were we were we were we were we were friends more, and we were close, but uh, but we. Uh, we wasn't for some. I think when when Kevin got to Vietnam, he got a little bit more distant. You know, he uh, he got quiet, and yeah. uh, so we and so there was just there was a quietness. And he was a smart guy. He was just a smart guy. And uh, mm-hmm. but we were we were really he, he affected me a lot. You know, because I was with him with him when he got killed. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I I uh, always felt so bad that. Uh, I, uh, you know, actually, I, I actually woke him up the night uh, we were. That what happened was when we we got a, we got a call on the radio saying we were being surrounded this particular night, mm-hmm. and so uh, and so uh, the sergeant said to me, he says, "Go get it. Where's Gorman? I knew he knew that I knew where he'd be sleeping, you know." Yeah. So uh, so I, he said, "Go get him." And I said, "I went and got him up." And uh, I said, "Kevin, we got to go." I said. Uh, and we got, you know, I, I don't know what I said to him. I said, I think we're, we're, we're about ready to get attacked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, so I got, he got up right away and he came with me and he got, he got into our, this bunker we were in the next thing and all, everything just, and he got, he got hit right away. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, but he, you know, and so the, he, uh, you know, uh, we, uh, he, he, he got the, the helicopters came in and they took out the. He was. He wasn't. He didn't. He didn't die that. At that moment. Instant. He was. Yeah. He, he was still. He was still alive and he was. He was actually talking and he was. Get, you know. He was telling us about where to where to point the guns and this and that. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, he, uh, he 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 must have died on the way back to. We were out in the middle of nowhere and so uh, when the choppers came in and. Uh, they took him out and uh, took it. Was another, another guy was with me. He got wounded too, and he he he, he was okay though. He he survived. Yeah. But um, 
anyway, I, uh, I've always, he, this is the 19th of May. This is on Ho Chi Minh's birthday. Yeah. We knew it was going to be a, we knew it was going to be a tough day, but we didn't know it was going to be this tough. But anyway, yeah. uh, I always think of him on the 19th of May because, uh, so I went out, I went out on the 19th of May last year to visit his first time I visited his grave. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, it, I just, I actually just found out. I didn't really know. I didn't really know anything about where Kevin was from in Chicago yeah. because, uh, and because, uh, uh, a, a lady that mom knows, I asked her to look up about I, uh, where he was from, and he actually not, he's only from about 10, 15 minutes from our house here in Chicago. Right, because you and, had you had, if I'm remembering correctly, Dad, like you had, um, you had always wanted to visit his his family when you got back home, or or, or send them a yeah, message or say mom, something, my, right? My mother wanted me to. Yeah. I, okay, you know, your I, mom wanted you to, and. And back in those and days, never, you you it was hard to I, find I, I, people. I was, well, I, yeah, it was hard to find him, but I wasn't sure if I really wanted to do it either. Though yeah. I, mean, I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. I don't know why. I, you know, I, I just didn't. I'm not like I, I'm not like I am now, Maureen. See, I, I right now I can tell you these things, and and, yeah. and, and uh, but back then I wouldn't be able to talk to people about this yeah, stuff so easily. That makes sense. You know, and and, and so I really wasn't. Really ready to go ready. talk to his mother yeah. and father about, yeah. about 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 Kevin, you know, because I, you know, but now I would go, but I'm more comfortable. I just tell you, the time has passed. About that yeah, I, I I found out where he was where he was from, and I found out that his brother still lived in the house. Yeah, and so I actually went over and I uh, I met his brother. Yeah, and uh, I told his brother, you know, his, his, you know, I, I his brother was I was the first one his brother ever met. That was yeah. with Kevin when he was killed. That yeah. was with Kevin when he was killed, and so I, I told him like, everything that happened and how it happened, and yeah, and uh, and I told him that uh, you know there was uh, a guy, there was a guy from New York. His name was Michael Corrigan, and uh, I, I I was actually with my my lieutenant who got hit in the head, hit in the head, and I was I was mm. batching him up, and I never even knew that Kevin was hit at the time. Mm. And I heard I heard I heard just Michael Corrigan holding them in his arms and saying Kevin was hit, so mm. I. Uh, and so, but I told, I told, I told his brother this, and I said, you know, uh, this, his name was Michael Corrigan. He said, Michael Corrigan, I said, held him in his arms the whole time. Mm. Yeah. And, and so that meant so much to him, you know, that we were around him, that we were with him when he was, when he was wounded, you know. And so I think that made, yeah. a, that, that made a difference. And that made a difference for, for, for him. You know, he said, I only wish my mother could could have known mm. this, you know. Yeah, to and, know he was and, trying anyways, to be comforted. Yeah, yeah. that's something. Mm. He, well, he was. He was comforted, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, he, he was, and he wasn't. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, fast forward fifty years, I went out to his grave, you know, and so yeah. And so that's that was uh, that was my cl- kind of closure morning, I guess, mm. and, you know, and and uh, you know, so. Yeah, I'm glad you're able to have that, you know, and able to, because I remember you talking about even going up. I think you just you went up and knocked on their door, right, and just um, yeah. introduced yourself. And they and you had to come back because it was almost like too much for them to take in the first time. I think, right? Is they, you know, or or maybe the brother wasn't home or something. But yeah, the, yeah, the brother wasn't home, but uh, I called the brother and he yeah. said, uh, and I, I he was just he was just it's totally shocked. It's he a just, lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was an awful lot to take in, Maureen. It was an awful lot, and uh, you know, it was it was it was it was something for me that I, I, you know, I didn't. Uh, it was and he looked just like him. He just mm. the brother, the brother, the brother looks just like him too, you know. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and I, you know, they told me about the funeral, the two day funeral, and you know, and uh, where he was buried, and mm. and uh, how the mother and how the mother and father, how they really. Uh, didn't really know what happened, you know, and they yeah. re- really were uncertain about what had happened. And yeah. They had, they had really questions, and I think that kind of made me feel bad. But, yeah. But, you know, that, I think that, that's part of it more. When I went out there, and then my, my, my big thing was I, I, I was, I kind of, I really kind of felt really bad that, I, I, I felt terrible that I was a survivor, you know, and uh, he wasn't. He, and, that and, guilt. And, and, 
I really had terrible guilt, and I, I just I, I didn't know what it was, and I just I felt so bad that that he was not able to summon the family. That's what made me think of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I apologized to him so much. I had yeah. apologized for for everything, you know, for the war and how how it was, you know. It just it was so, you know. And yeah, and and you you didn't have any play. You just were a part of it. You didn't have any control over all of those things. It just you got yeah, but still that that guilt yeah. that exists with it. No, regardless of what, what oh yeah, what just, role it, it you makes just... you feel yeah. And, 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 and he's just one more. He's yeah. just one that I happen to, that I happen to be with, and there's fifty eight other fifty eight thousand more. Yeah, I know you know, similar stories, and that's yeah. why I'm. I guess that's why I, I, I'd be the first to say it. I'm very much against war. Yeah. And uh, and if I could leave, if I could say anything, Maureen, that's one thing I, I'm very much against war. As someone who's experienced it firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my uh, that's yeah. But well, uh, if, 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 if there were there were some awful. I, 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 I want to leave it with a positive note, if I can. Maureen, well, I can. Yeah, I, go on, go on. I, I'm going to end it with some other positive things, but go on, Dad. Yes. But 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 I, but I want to say one thing, Maureen, that I never forgot those people that came in that night to take the wounded and the dead out. Mm. You know, the, the fly into this place where we were at was, you know, to get out. I'm sure they they have their perfectly good beds. They were sleeping in maybe what they call barracks at the time or whatever, but they, they left this comfortable place they were at in the fly out in this hell hole that we were in, mm-hmm. take out the wounded and the dead. Mm. But it's something you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, the helpers you know, out and, there, and, the people. Yeah. yeah well, well, these, these are the helicopter pilots, pilots and, their, and, and their crew. Yep. 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 And their crew. You know, and, and I have great admiration for them. Yeah. That, 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 that did that, you know, Mm-hmm. Dad, I was going to ask you too. Um, now that you're a little bit older, what what has been the best part about getting older? Because you used to always say you're. You, I would always give you a hard time because you always call yourself old, and you're always you never. I still don't think of you as old, but because um, you're so active and so healthy and so and um, like kind of out doing things all oh, the time. But oh, Maureen, it's 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 it, it, it's the great it's the greatest thing to get old. Man. I, <laughs> you I, enjoy I, it, I, I know. Yeah, I, I I love it. It's it, it's you know like like just doing what we're doing. Yeah, you know, I mean, just you, you're harvesting all these. It's a time where you can harvest all your mm. experiences and bring them back and 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 and, and live your and, and and think about these things and, and not that you want to dwell in the past. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, but. And, and 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 you don't really care about what other people think about you. <laughs> that's you know, the you best don't, part. Yeah. You know, and, and and I think that's that's part of it too. Because if somebody, you know, I don't care. Yeah. And and, and 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 I know that I have a limited time, and I know my days are short, mm. and that's great. Mm. I think it's such a great thing because I mean I I, I make it means that I I'm going to do what I want to do and mm-hmm. I'm going to do and and and. and uh, yeah, if I want to go hike the Appalachian Trail or ride my bike across Wisconsin again, I think, in fact, I think I'm going to do it because I was thinking about this the other day. I said, you know, I may not have that much more time left, so I better start doing these things. And, be, <laughs> and I, I, I think old age does that to you. Yeah. I think, well, the, tr- the, the trouble with you is you, if you put it off and say, I'm going to wait till tomorrow or next year. Yeah. Or anything, no, I mean, uh, I think that's, it, it, you know, and, uh, and and I think another thing about old age, Maureen, is to keep your wildness, to still be wild. Ooh. I think it, that's, to be to be a bit of a rogue still, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Uh, and and I think that's that's a good thing. And I think uh, and I and I, I I I think that we sh- all should be that way. In fact, I was reading about this. It, it, some people they say when you when you look in the eyes of a real old person, you still see brightness in that eye. A little sparkle. That's that, that's a great that that's a great thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> because you know, I know I, I remember when I always tell this story too. I remember I was I was I rode my bike to this town in, in Ireland, Westport, and this old lady comes out to me. You know, and she can hardly walk. She's in one of these walkers. Yeah. And she and she had this sparkle in her eye, mm. and and she says, "I can't get in my house. Could you help me open the door?" So I looked at I, I got the door open. And I looked in her eyes, and I never saw such beauty in my life. Aww. God, Aww. No, she she had this sparkle. Yeah. 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 
I think that's what's great about old age, Wayne. Mm. You, 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 you may get old, but you, it doesn't mean that you're you're dead inside. You know, yeah. but some people are. Right. I, I, don't get me wrong. Some people, some, but I, I see I see people dead at nineteen or twenty. Yeah, you know, they, absolutely. They're, they're, they're full. They, they, but they, you know, and then I see some people that are just, you know, full of life at whatever age they are. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, I, I think you know, like when people, I was telling somebody this the other day. I said, you know. Some people they call me a young man. I said, "Don't ever call me a young man because I'm not a young man. I, I don't want to be young. I'm, I'm, I am so happy with what I, where I am right now. Yeah, that's I mean, great. When, when you're young, when you, it, it, it's fine to be young at the time. But I mean, I love, I love uh, having these experiences that we were talking about and going through mm-hmm. life. And I, I, and I, and, and I think I, I'm a, I'm a much better person because of it mm. because of the things that that, that I've, I've seen and, and, and done in my lifetime I, I've, I've seen things and I I've experienced things that uh, I think a lot of people have never you know like uh, you know have been able to see it and, and to do and I, I've been lucky I've been fortunate morning and yeah. I've, I've, uh, I'm thankful for that and I think that that's why I'm talking to you because otherwise I, I, I wouldn't want to be sharing this, but I mean, I think it's people, people should hear this. Stuff, yeah, you know, no, exactly. That's what I think too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there, I mean, there, 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 there's some really, really great people. Like I, I, I would not be talking about your other shows, Maureen, but some of your, some of the people you had on, I was so impressed with them yeah. because you, I, I, I look at them, they're going to work every day in nine to five job and you, and they got all these other things that they're, that they're doing in their lives, and I, I think when you, when you look at a person, you can't just judge them by what they do in, yep. in life and what they work at in life. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so many of us have this like inner sparkle and this inner, you know, but we 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 don't. It can get covered up with the um, with the day to day stuff, and you and you don't always get or, to see or, it, you know. And so it's or it, or, or, or or with gray hair, more people <laughs> when people when people look at gray hair, uh-huh. they think, oh, this this, this, this you know. But I'm going to tell you uh, another thing. Where I, I was in this pub one time in Ireland, and I saw this. We, I was sitting with a bunch of old guys, yeah. and I saw this old man, old man walking in. And I thought, and there was a big group of young people in the other room. Yeah. And this old man looked at us old old fogies sitting at the bar, and he he saw this young crowd in there dancing and singing. And the next thing I heard, hey, Patty, come and join us. And Patty went right for the young people, <laughs> and he didn't he, he he didn't want to sit with all these old timers. He wanted to go in there. And and, and and he wanted to live a bit more life. Yeah, right. You know, you know. Well, you know, I kind of think that's actually one of the beauties of Ireland when you go over there. Or it, I've seen it in the past anyway. Maybe it's changed a bit. But that there seems to be um, less separation between the ages. Like you can go into a bar and see young and old and everyone kind of yep. mixing mixed yep. together. And I think there's really something we can learn by... Oh, yeah. You know, and I've I've used I've shared this term with you before, though, Dad, because um, uh, that perennial, and I remember reading it in some in some article, magazine article, and I'll I'll give credit to it in the show notes. But it's uh, you know, people who are not defined by their age. You know, there, it's more about the spirit. It's more about their desire to be like mm-hmm. learning and growing, mm-hmm. and and never just saying like this is it for me. There's always mm-hmm. more that they're discovering mm-hmm. or or. And even you describing becoming mm-hmm. old, dur, that you're, you're, you've grown so much, and, and and even have changed. It sounds like too, and um, and all of that, and yeah, and I yeah. I think that's that's those are the people I'm drawn to and interested in are are people who who do that, and um, and not everyone does that, but for those who do, that those those conversations can be so interesting and fulfilling, and you can learn so much from from those types of people. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's true, more. Yeah, but it's it's it, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great privilege to be able to to get to grow older and uh, and uh, and still have a bit of a life in you and, uh, and 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 when when you're older now, you see you can see it, you can see ages, and you, you can see people. Some people they look at you and they look at you like you're not old. And you, you can sense it, you can feel that. Mm-hmm. And then other people, other other people look at you, and they just kind of pass you off. And mm. and I enjoy I enjoy the both I enjoy both of them, you know, because mm. I, I, I and I and I think some you know like I have some young friends that you know we we just get on so well because yeah. you know and and and, uh, and there's no ageism there at all. Yeah. But I, I, I if I could say one thing to the person who looks at a person and thinks oh they're old forget about them. 
open up and, 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 and have a conversation with some of these old timers sometimes and you'll, you'll, you really, uh, you may, you, you may be in for a real treat. <laughs> That's true. I love that, Dad. <laughs> well, this might be the place to wrap up, Dad, because it's been a real treat talking to you. And I know I took us a All little right, bit. Maureen. I know I took us a little bit my, long, get, but uh, you get your mother on now. Get your mother on. Now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my best shot and see if I can snag her before you guys take your next trip out. Um, and, and get a two part series for her. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I feel like I could. I feel like I could have like a five part series talking to you guys. We kind of did the condensed version, but. Um, I feel like a lot of these topics we could have kept talking about, but yeah, I, <laughs> we'll get the two-part series for mom coming up next. <laughs> so, okay, Maureen. All right, Dad. Thanks for thanks for taking the time to be on the Becoming Aligned podcast. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, Maureen. Take care now. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with my dad, Jim Ryan. I love we had what he had to say about getting older, and that we can all challenge ourselves to have that attitude, no matter how old we are. I'm also grateful for him sharing that story of his friend in Vietnam. I struggled with whether or not to include it in the podcast because it felt so personal, but ultimately decided to keep it in because as long as my dad was okay with it, I felt it was valuable to share his reflection on war. A, because it's something that is difficult to talk about and we don't often hear those types of stories, and B, because many of us may not know anyone who has been in a war and we can feel very disconnected from what that experience is like. So because of that, I felt it was important to share. I really enjoyed listening to his stories and was touched by his appreciation and approach to life. What about you? What connected with you? I would love to hear about it. Um, if you could share a comment on my website at www.ryanwellness.com. If you go to the podcast page, you'll be able to find this episode, and I would love for you to share there. I also will have a short bonus episode available in the next day or so, where my dad will share some of the books that have really impacted his life, and a few more thoughts on getting older. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you'll join me next time. Wishing you all the best. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.